Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 295. Fire. 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 Your daily dose of inspiration, encouragement, and energy from the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Prepare to ignite now. This is Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. On Fire. Fire Nation, have you seen the video I just created on FireNationElite.com yet? If not, I think you're going to want to see this. In this video, I talked about my passion for the new elite mastermind community we're creating, Fire Nation Elite. I'd love for you to visit the site and check out the video to learn more about Fire Nation Elite. Then, if you're interested, fill out an application and schedule your one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. That's FireNationElite.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Spencer Hawes. Spencer, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Excited All right. To be here. Spencer is an entrepreneur and blogger at nichepursuits.com. He owns dozens of niche websites as well as the keyword research tool Longtail Pro. He actively blogs about SEO and small business strategies that are working right now. Giving Fire Nation a little overview, Spencer, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you and then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I appreciate the quick intro there. I mean, overall, I am an entrepreneur, but I'm also a family guy. I'm married with uh, three children. Absolutely love them and uh, have the opportunity to work from home. So I see them quite a bit, which can be good and bad. (laughs) Um, But uh, during the summertime, it's a little bit harder. But uh, no, I I enjoy my family. But uh, grew up in Mesa, Arizona with a large family, lots of siblings. Um, but, uh, was in the corporate world, went, went to college and graduated with degree in finance and was, uh, in the corporate world for about eight years and always wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, and tried lots of things that, that didn't work out quite so well. But, uh, eventually I, I stumbled on building niche websites and SEO. And of course we'll dig into that a little bit, but basically I now have three main parts to my business. Um, I have the niche sites where I build very laser focused small sites that target a specific keyword or niche. Uh, I rank in Google and then make uh, you know a certain amount of money depending on the niche on that. Um, and I have lots of those. And then so that's the first part of my business. The second part is the keyword research tool Longtail Pro. Uh, that piece of software just makes searching for and finding profitable keywords a lot faster. Um, and I built that tool actually out of my own need. Um, and then the third part of my business is the blog you mentioned over at nichepursuits.com, where I talk about the things that I've learned building niche websites, uh, things that I've learned with SEO, and things that I've learned just with business in general and, and what's working for me and hopefully uh, some tips that will help others on their journey as well. So that's a quick uh, background and a little bit about my business. Cool stuff, Spencer. And who is better, you or Pat Flynn at niche site stuff? No, dude, I'm just kidding. Pat's a good friend. Total joke. Don't answer that question. No, absolutely. Pat's great. We both love doing niche sites. 
But uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to go head to head one of these days to find out. Ooh, yeah, niche side <laughs> duel. I get it. Love That's it. That's right. Cool stuff, Spencer. Well, listen, before we dive into more of exactly what you do, I do want to start with a success quote. It always gets that motivational ball rolling here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So take it away. Yeah, I do have a quote here. I will just uh, you know add this precursor that... I, I don't typically have a lot of quotes that I maybe have around my desk or anything like this. So I, I actually went and I, I searched and I found one that I think sums up the way that I think about things uh, a little bit. It's a short Whoa. one. Uh, the quote is, the only way around is through. And that is by Robert Frost. Um, so it's just one that uh, really just drives home the point that the only way to achieve your goals is to really go through those steps, those experiences, and perhaps challenges to get there. Well, I always love a good Robert Frost quote on my podcast, Spencer. Take it down to the ground level and give us a real example of how you applied this mentality, this mantra. When did you go through something? Yeah, so I think that I, I've done that a lot. I Everything that I have learned in business, I've done through taking those things head on and, and learning through experience. And I think that that's very important. Um, early on, I mentioned briefly that I was in the corporate world and I, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, the only way to do that, of course, is to dive in head first and try some things. And it wasn't until I really took the step of taking action. And I, I guess I should sort of say, and, and you know this, that people often fall into the trap of reading other blogs or reading other success or, or listening to great podcasts with success stories. Uh, and that's important because it motivates us. But the, the most important thing is to then go and take some action. Absolutely. Um, and so I, you know, sat around for a long time thinking, oh, man, I should build a website. I should do this and I should do that. But it wasn't until, you know, I bought that first domain, set up that first hosting account. Tell us about that, Spencer. We like specific stories. So bring us down to that <laughs> ground level right there. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I was in the financial services industry, uh, worked in banking and, um, you know, financial services in general uh, for a few years. And so I thought, you know, if I could start a blog on personal finance, that that's going to be my ticket. I have some knowledge there. Um, and, and I thought about that for a long time. I you know, built up spreadsheets to calculate my projections and how much I would be earning. And I, I don't remember how long I did that, but probably too long. Um, but then I, I finally said, you know what, I'm going to just buy a domain. I'm going to start blogging about personal finance. Uh, and I did that. I, I put together some great content, at least I felt it was. Um, and by taking that action, I I mean, I tell you what, it <laughs> for guys like me that have you know built a lot of sites it, it often is hard to remember back to those early days <laughs> of how confusing it, it is just to buy a domain, Seriously. set up posting to get a basic website up and running. Um, and so I learned a ton over the, the first few months of setting up that site of how WordPress works. Um, you know, that led me to discovering WordPress, first of all, um, you know, how to blog and then eventually what search engines were all about. Um, I will just say that that first site that I built was not a financial <laughs> success at all. Um, it totally failed, but it taught me all these things about uh, search engines and how to target specific keywords. And so by going through uh, that process, 
I learned some very, very important lessons along the way. And the most important lesson for Fire Nation here is that he took action. He knew he wasn't going to be good when he started, but he still broke through that mindset barrier of just reading, and he went and did it. And one of the quotes that I like to bring up, and I've been bringing it up a lot recently, is if you want to be, do. You actually have to take that action. That's so important. So, Spencer... Such a valuable story, so many great lessons, and let's dive into the next real topic, which is failure, which are challenges and obstacles that, man, you face every single day when you're doing niche sites, and I face every single day when I'm trying to expand and grow Entrepreneur on Fire. It's just part of being an entrepreneur, but again, we love stories here. We want to go back in your journey to a time when you really failed, and tell us that story. We're like kids right now sitting around a fireplace, and you're our Cub Scout leader. Tell us that story, Spencer. Take us there to that moment, and how'd you overcome that? Absolutely. And I was a Cub Scout many years ago. So I was a Weeblow. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I I have, I've gone through a lot of challenges, a lot of failures. I, you know, shared one, my first, you know, site was a complete failure, but Um, it was a success in the fact that you started. So you always look at it that way, but absolutely continue on my man. Absolutely. And, you know, and I could share lots of similar stories, you know, sites that failed and things like that. Uh, But there is actually um, a story that I haven't shared a lot, and it's in relation to Longtail Pro, um, the the software that I created, uh, because this, again, was a new experience for me. I am not a software developer. Um, You know, I don't program myself. So I had to go out and hire somebody. Um, I had to outsource this project. So I basically took all of my ideas of what I felt a keyword research tool should be like and how I could improve upon other tools that already existed on the market. So I had lots of great ideas, um, but I went over to a freelance website. I think it was freelancer.com that I originally hired this uh, programmer from and gave him my specifications and he built the tool based on, on what I had said and, you know, a lot happened, but I did get a working product uh, and I started selling that. But then shortly thereafter is where the problems started coming in. Um, as with any type of software, there's needed updates. Um, things change in Google. And so I would need to update things in the software. Uh, and so the, the software broke after you know two or three weeks. So I had to go back to this programmer and have him update things. And that was fine. I expected that. However, when I started to dig deeper, what I really wanted from the programmer was the source code to the software. And of course, this should be expected. You know, that's what I paid for uh, when he designed the software was the source code so that I owned it completely. Uh, But he was unwilling to give me the source code, which just blew me away. I just I mean, I couldn't even understand that here I had, you know, paid thousands of dollars for him to design this, and then he would not hand over the source code. And as you can imagine, this is a big deal for a couple of reasons. One, I didn't own that original product. He could take that and, you know, essentially sell that anywhere, create another tool. Um, But then two, I was tied to this programmer specifically Mm. should problems continue to arise. I couldn't hire a different programmer because they would never have access to this original source code. So it it turned into a really, really big problem. Um, 
And, um, you know, I could have disputed that with the, you know, freelance website and, you know, maybe I should have, but it had been, you know, now a month or so, um, I had closed the project and I decided that, you know what, I needed to either get that source code or I needed to scrap the project completely or I needed to start over. Just for the listeners real quick, Spencer, when you do hire a somebody off of Freelancer, is that with the understanding that the source code will be provided to you? Is that something that's talked about prior? Should be talked about prior. And it was my understanding, and maybe this was you know my own naivety, that I didn't explicitly say in the job, I will get access to the source code, but I understood that that was implied. And, and I still do think that that is implied in those agreements that you get access to the, you know, full source code. I mean, that's really what you're paying for. Right. But lesson learned, this is definitely something you want to have down in writing Fire Nation. Exactly. Yeah. Explicitly say what you're looking for just makes it easier. So I, you know, I went back to the programmer and said, okay, how much is it going to cost me to get the source code from you? And he basically came back with a number that was three times what I had already paid him. Um, and the original amount was a pretty big investment for me already. There was no way I could pay this. Um, so as you can imagine, imagine I went through some, uh, some tough times there deciding, do I pony up the money? Uh, because I had already, already started selling this to customers. Um, I need this to work. Um, and what I ended up doing is deciding to just distance myself completely from this programmer to start over from scratch, um, which was very difficult because I had to pay all of this money again. But what I did is I made sure I hired an even better programmer, one that was U.S.-based. This one previously wasn't U.S.-based so that I could communicate and work better with. um, And, of course, made sure I had access to the source code. Um, Anyways, to make a long story short, I did that. We rebuilt the software from scratch over the next couple of months, and now I've got an even better product with a better programmer, um, and the business has definitely taken off since then. So, Spencer, let's boil this down for Fire Nation listeners. What's just one clear takeaway from that initial experience you had with that freelancer, with that coder that you can really share with Fire Nation? I think one clear thing to learn from this is to do even more due diligence before you hire somebody. I think that that if I had thought about, you know, the long term contract or the long term, you know, working relationship that I had with this individual, I may not have hired them in the first place. Um, And so I learned that another takeaway is to hire quality. Uh, go after the absolute best programmer that you can, even if they're a little bit more expensive. I initially had hired a little bit on the cheaper side um, just because they said, hey, I can get this done for X number of dollars. And, you know, obviously we can see that it cost me a lot more than that to get the product created. But uh, do more due diligence and higher for quality. So Spencer, valuable lessons up and down the board. And again, that's something that we just need to deal with as entrepreneurs. There's going to be setbacks, but we need to just take those setbacks, make them into lessons learned and move forward in a more knowledgeable direction. And that second time around, you crushed it because you utilize those lessons that you learned. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum now, because just like we have challenges and failures, we also have these bright, shining moments with the clouds part, the sun just shines through and the angels start singing and you say, wow, this is something that I'm really excited about. This is something that's going to resonate with not only me, 
but my target market. What was that moment for you, Spencer? And how did you turn that moment into success? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have had a moment or two like that. And I'm going to go back early on to when I was first building sites. Um, I first tried to build this personal finance blog on this huge topic that I knew if I ranked number one for you know, get out of debt or whatever keyword that, you know, I'd be making thousands and thousands of dollars every month. Um, but the reality is, is that those are so difficult to rank for. And so the aha moment came for me when I finally understood the power of long tail keywords. And these are those keywords that maybe don't get searched for a ton every month, but are very, very easy to rank for. Uh, and so this was one of my initial websites and the topic that I built a site on was uh, worm farms, uh, a very sort of random uh-huh. topic. And, and uh, one, a related keyword to worm farms was this low competition keyword that I decided, you know what, I'm going to just build a site. I'm not making any money with this other site. Let's just make a little bit of money. Let's get a little bit of taste of success. And sure enough, I did. That site started making about $30 a month. Every month, whether I did anything or not, it was just sitting at the top of Google. And that was my aha moment, that passive income based on these low competition keywords. And so I decided I'm going to replicate this process over and over and over again. I found the power of sort of these easy to rank for keywords. And so I did just that. I replicated that initial site on worm farms several times over. Uh, and that's initially what led me to, to quitting my full-time job was from the income from those niche sites. That's really exciting stuff, Spencer. And totally correct me if I'm wrong, because I am not claiming to know really anything about long tail words or creating niche sites at all. But it does just seem to me that it's the quality of visitors that you're going to get to a long tail word site is going to be much higher. And then therefore, they might end up making you more money because of that. Is that how it works? Because those people that are arriving at your site are specifically there for that reason? Yes, you are definitely right that people typing in the longer phrases, the more specific phrases, uh, they tend to convert higher because either they're typing in buying keywords, or they're people that really know what they want. They've, they've gone through whatever research process, and by the time they arrive on your site, maybe they're ready to buy or you know click on an ad and, and do more research. So you are absolutely right that that, that is uh, a key to, to what's going on here. So overall, what is just one clear lesson that you learned from that experience, that aha moment that you had, and how have you applied that since? Not allow your head to get caught up in the clouds, to, to not focus on this huge winner. You know, we can all think that if we rank for the keyword credit cards or whatever big idea we have, that we're going to make millions. But if we think about what can I make some money for quickly, uh, that was the the sort of success moment, the, the aha moment for me, that, that when I realized that it's a lot easier to, to rank for these smaller keywords and it's impossible to rank for these big keywords. That that really changed everything. So let's move forward into present time because you have a lot of great things going on. You have your software, you're doing different courses. I mean, a lot of cool things for people that are really interested in what you have going on. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's really exciting you right now. 
one thing overall that I am always excited about in my business is the growth of online publishing and the opportunity out there to capture an audience and market share through blogging and content marketing. And that's something that um, excites me because there's really just so much opportunity there. And so for those that are able to either blog effectively or have some sort of uh, content marketing strategy, there's lots of ways to continue to drive free traffic either to your brand or business. Or in my case, I'm very excited about opportunities still with niche websites, lots of different markets that I can go into and continue to grow my own portfolio. So Spencer, what are your current content marketing strategies? What are some things that you're doing right now that are really working well for you? So great question. Uh, In particular for my blog, nichepursuits.com, I'm taking more of a case study approach that's working very well. Um, something that I can get my audience involved with. Um, they provide me a lot of feedback. I, I've done some polling and things like that. But in particular, case studies where they can see real results. They can read about what I do and then actually go and check out the niche website or whatever case study that I'm doing and see a real live example. And, and I've actually done that recently on my blog um, where I've, I've built a niche site in front of everyone, shared the URL and done everything from start to finish uh, to ranking this site. And, and I can tell from my audience reaction that they're very excited about this. They enjoy it. And I've also seen uh, growth in my own audience. Uh, the traffic numbers to my blog are up. People are sharing it. Um, it's working very well. So anytime you can do a case study and get your audience involved, I think people really enjoy that. Well, Spencer, let's talk reality now. I mean, you've been on the Smart Passive Income podcast, which is a top 10 ranked podcast. You've now been on Entrepreneur on Fire, which is the number two ranked business podcast in the country. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. You obviously know what it is to engage and draw an audience in. Have you ever considered coming out with a podcast for nichepursuits.com? Yeah. And in, in fact, I, I actually do have a podcast that sort of I started, oh. but, I, but I haven't done much with for the past six months. Um, so it, it's something that it takes a lot of work to run a podcast. So I applaud <laughs> you for uh, your efforts. Uh, but I, I have started a podcast, but uh, something that I've let fizzle a little bit and I could put a lot more effort into. So, Well, I can tell you one thing that would make it a little bit easier. I've done this now, despite the fact that I run Entrepreneur on Fire, which is a seven day a week podcast. So that makes me crazy. Number one. I've also released Entrepreneur on Fire audio blog, which is a daily podcast where I just read the blog posts basically into a microphone that the director of content creation here at Entrepreneur on Fire, Kate Erickson, creates. So we are just kicking out some serious content on all fronts. And for you, you already have the blog posts in place. You could just repurpose that content as an audio blog or into your current blog that you're just kind of letting fizzle out right now. That's just going to reach a whole nother audience of people that are driving to work, that are going for runs. You know, bring them in, get that iTunes audience into your niche and then really get it out there. You hear Pat Flynn say, 
the number one place that people find him is iTunes and podcasting. And it's a great place to increase your demographic. But obviously, I'm passionate about it, Spencer. I could go <laughs> on and on. If you ever decide to go further down that road, we can talk. I have some great ideas for you. But we're now going to transition to my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds. And this is where we're going to provide you with a series of questions. And you can come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm going to see what I can do for you. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, really what held me back is having a solid business idea that was bringing in real income. Um, I'm too conservative of a guy to quit my day job and work on something full time until I knew that I had some income coming in. So it was jumping in. Um, and starting to bring in some income uh, that really held me back. Um, I was sitting on the sidelines for too long, I think. What is the best advice you've ever received? Now, this is actually uh, from my dad, um, and, and I guess it's, it's a phrase that you hear a lot of time, but he, he told me once, make hay while the sun shines. Uh, and this was early on while I was building niche sites. I was thinking, oh, should I double down and and increase my efforts with building niche sites or should I try something else? And he said, you know what, Spencer, you got to make hay while the sun shines. So sure enough, I doubled down building niche sites and that, I mean, that led me directly to quitting my job and to being where I am today. What is one specific action, Spencer, that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? That's a great question. Um, one thing that's working very well for me is just blogging. Build your audience. If somebody can go out and just start and create some great content and, and get it out there, um, people will start to find you. And of course, you can build your business from that. Do you have an internet resource, Spencer, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? The one tool that I always use is WordPress. It's something that maybe some of us don't think about, but it's a great blogging platform and it makes uh, my life so much easier. So WordPress is one that I couldn't do without. Love it. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Spencer Hawes. If you could recommend one book, Spencer, what would it be? One book that I'm reading uh, just about done with right now that I love is called The Power of Habit, and it's by Charles Duhigg. Um, excellent book for changing habits from anything from personal habits to business habits to productivity habits. Great, great book that I highly recommend. Well, Fire Nation, that is a great book, and I know you love audio, so if you haven't already, get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So, Spencer, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky, so take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, yeah, so I think the key to that question is uh, you're, you're still leaving me with my experience and knowledge. Exactly. So that's, that's so important. So if I still have that experience and knowledge, what I'm doing tomorrow is I'm setting up a domain, 
buying hosting and getting a blog up and running. It's just so critical um, in, in almost any venture that you do now online to start building your audience. And so for, I mean, under well under $500, you can get a domain, hosting, have WordPress installed, and just start producing content. And if I still had all my experience and knowledge, I would be blogging about, of course, what I know about. And then I would also, in addition, I'd probably go out and start replicating some of my successful niche sites, um, you know, low competition keywords that I already sort of know about. Um, but definitely would start blogging, putting out content and building an audience. Well, Spencer, you've shared a great journey. You've given some great advice for people that, you know, maybe just want to start and get their toes in here and, and, and wake up 15 minutes early and go to bed 15 minutes later and spend some time researching and learning the tools that you've used and get out there and start creating some niche sites of their own, some really exciting stuff. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share how we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, great. So, yeah, just my parting words uh, just for anybody out there, the, the one piece of advice that I like to give is to develop your own strategy, um, to do something that works for you, that makes sense for you. So people may, you know, listen to what I say or what others say and may think that that's, you know, the exact roadmap that they should follow. And in some cases, yeah, you can follow certain pieces, but in the end, you need to think about it make a plan, and do something that works for you. So try to be unique, try to be individual, and then take action based on that. So uh, where people can find me, the best place is on my blog at nichepursuits.com. Um, they can contact me, leave a comment, interact there, a great community. Um, also, I am on Twitter, and that's at nichepursuits. Um, and, uh, overall, I appreciate spending the time with you. I, I appreciate it very much. Well, great. We've really enjoyed it as well, Spencer and fire nation is well aware they can find the links to everything you've mentioned, all the contact information in today's episode at eofire.com. Click the podcast tab. You're hanging out there in the archive, Spencer. So Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, John. Fire Nation, are you an aspiring or new entrepreneur who's looking for a community of like-minded individuals who can offer support, tools, resources, and advice as you start your entrepreneurial journey? Visit FireNationElite.com to find out more about our elite mastermind group. Fill out an application, schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me, and start your journey today. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.